Baseball family, welcome to your source for the 2022 MLB playoffs with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Briggy Blue Eyes. Thank you for joining us live as we watch history in the making. And now, baseball together. Baseball family, welcome to a very special live edition of the Baseball Together podcast, doing this special for the playoffs. I am Brad, and as you would guess, I am joined by our guy, Brig. How are you this evening, Brig? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Brad? I'm doing well, thank you, especially since survived the weekend. Oh, dude, I bet you are floating <laughs> on every cloud there is. <laughs> Truly, truly, I'll, I'll get. We'll get there, and I'll tell you a little bit more about it later. But I, it was okay. the most relaxing Sunday I've had in months, Brig. Months. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, baseball family, we made it through Wild Card Weekend, and it was indeed wild, like absolutely outstanding. Um, Brig, my first question for you is: How do you feel about this new Wild Card format? Blind reaction. Like, in a word, it's incredible. Yeah. I'm so happy with it. I'm so glad it was three games instead of one. I'm glad that there were multiple games to watch. I'm glad that the broadcast schedule largely allowed me to watch one after the other, after the other, after the other, which I did. Yeah. And, I mean, all the way around, I feel like this is one of the most well-planned and well-executed decisions major league baseball has made in a long time oh that's my personal opinion i think you're i think you're exactly right my big thing with it was that it still felt like you still felt the urgency of a one game series or like i guess a one game playoff right yeah because a series isn't one game let's be honest but you felt the urgency of the one game playoff because only losing two is not very many but i felt like the better team advanced in every series yes Right, like you saw the Padres come out and absolutely dominate the Mets. Like in a one-game playoff, you'd be like, "Oh man, the Mets need one more, need right. one more." Well, we shot, didn't right? see Degrom, right? Is what they right? Yeah. Played. So Degrom comes yeah. out, and then the Mets win, and then you come back, and you're like, "Well, okay, the Padres are a better team." So I thought it needed. played out the way that it should have. That's right, because the best teams, the best teams, really did move on, and it was mm-hmm. it's irrefutable. Like yep. if you lose two in a row. Sorry, yeah. man. You know, like it. Yeah. yeah you gotta, you awesome. gotta throw your best out there in two in a row, and I hope that isn't come back to bite me. You know, in ten days or whatever. <laughs> right. Well, and this is the other thing too is that I'm curious what kind of momentum these teams will have going into the division series against teams that have been off for a week, right? Yeah. Because that's always been the big thing is that pitchers are like, well, I got to get my reps in, I got to get my bullpens in. Like, well, you can still get your bullpens in. You know, I understand it's not the same as having a game day, but you can still carry yourself and go about your day like it was a game day as much as you want to. As much sure. as you want to, you can do that when you have days off. Um, I roll this. <coughs> <coughs> you can. You yeah, can do that. I'll get there. But <laughs> I really am curious, though, like how much rest versus rust is going to come into play in this next series. But I think we'll get there later. Yeah. So. That's it's a it's a really important topic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So let's get into these wild card series and let's let's talk about it. We're gonna do we're gonna go through. We're gonna recap the wild card series and then we will uh, after after we come back from a short break, we will get into the division series and give you previews and what you should watch for and why you should watch them, why you should care. Maybe why not? I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, for sure. 
cross that bridge when we get to it. First off, let's talk Phillies at Cardinals. The Phillies won this game, this series in two games. Um, <laughs> I am aghast. I was. I too. The, the Phillies whole- tried so hard not to make make it to this series. I think they're. I didn't think they were going to make it past this series. No way. <laughs> Nobody did. And they're all. You know what's so funny? What's so funny is that you get into the locker room. Uh, you know, like the after party and the manager wants to say a thing or the team leader wants to say a thing. And they're like, we knew it all along. Like, <laughs> this is what we've been working for all year long. And it feels so authentic with every team but the Phillies this year. I feel like <laughs> right. that is not, don't, you can't say that because that's not true. <laughs> like you Here. barely yeah. limped your way through uh, Joe Girardi's last few weeks. And then you didn't know what you were going to get, and neither did anybody else. Yeah. Well, like, and then they just they crawled me. to the finish line at the end of the season. For just sure. absolutely crawled to it. They were doing everything they could not to make the playoffs. And then they were forced to go because the Brewers refused to win, too. Same. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, they came out. They fought. They were down 2 nothing going into the ninth inning uh, in game one. Ended up winning that game 6-3. to three. And that was when I was like, okay, these cards might be in trouble. Yeah, if they can't get out of this one, I don't see them getting out of this series. A, yeah, they showed up. They really did show up, and I think it, it comes down to pitching, and and that's something we'll get into later. But I mean, Zach Wheeler was just unbelievable. So was Nola, but Zach Wheeler. So look, look Zach Wheeler went six and a third with four strikeouts, and then Nola in game two. Aaron Nola went six and two thirds with six Ks. He only gave up four hits in one walk the whole time. He was like, what? This is fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. It's truly awesome. But yeah, I, I mean, did you was there anything, any indication in this series besides that ninth inning that showed you that the that the Phillies are just gonna dominate that second game the way that it, that they did? Or no, no. No, it the fact that they dominated the second game blew me out of the water. Like was shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't I don't think anybody expected this to be the farewell that Yachty and, and Pujols got. No. Not even not close. Even close. But and, the Phillies are and, glad to give it to him. What happened to Nolan Arenado? Like where did he go that last game? Well, in the second or in the first game even. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like in the in the ninth inning there, he got he kind of got all laid on one. Got handcuffed on a hard ground ball, and they're like, it was just that kind of day, that kind of inning that even Nolan Arenado couldn't make the play. Super man. weird, man. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, they were just, it wasn't just that they were off and that the Phillies were on, because I think even in that matchup, nine times out of 10, or I guess in this case, eight times out of 10, see, we can say that because it was a series <laughs> right. and yeah. it wasn't a one game deal. Yeah, it just, it just, even on paper, you think, wow, well, how is this possible? I mean, but that's baseball, Susan. So that's right. That's right. Super great. Exactly it's right. it's truly awesome. It is, and that's October baseball too, and it's what makes it so amazing. Let's yeah. move on to the Padres and Mets. <laughs> bed metting complete. Oh man, dude, they met the bed so hard. <laughs> and you've been you've been warning me and preparing me. Oh, well, and then year I started long. drinking the Kool Aid last Thursday. I know you did. I was just like, you know, Brig, you might be right. 
and then you were, and it's just upsetting. Again, another instance of you know team just didn't come to play. Uh, game one was rough. Game two was what I expect to see, or closer to what I expected to see. Mm-hmm. And then game three was the opposite, like yeah. just absolutely ridiculously not what I expected to see. Yeah. Yeah, mine, my mind was completely blown with game three, the way that things went. I mean, Joe Musgrove was unreal, like to the point that Buck Showalter had to manufacture reasons to try to slow him down. Uh, yep. Go check his ears. He might have something there. Yeah. They're awfully shiny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, and and, and I, I supported Buck. I'm like, man, this is like an instance of back your guys up and do everything you can. And I think, I think it was a good decision from like culture manager, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. But that shows how desperate they were. I think that's not something that's we can exactly gloss what over. It was. it was a desperate move. And it was, it was a yeah. classic book show, Walter desperate move though, is what it was. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Which is great. Like, that's the old school style he brings and we love it. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. But so, so here's what killed me was Trent Grisham. Oh Yes. Throughout the whole series, I'm sitting there like, what? He looked like a little leaguer all year long at the plate. And then he comes in and he hits two home runs in the series and a number of productive at-bats to complement those home runs. And and then his defense is phenomenal. We all know that. But I didn't understand who came to play. Well, it's it's weird because... All, all season long, I've been looking at Trent Grisham just thinking, that's not who this guy is, right? Like, he's yeah. way better than this. Right. And then now he shows up like, ah, yes, there he is. And uh, was it on our Instagram that you put up with, uh, it was Trent Grisham during the season. It was David Spade on, <laughs> Bench on Benchwarmers Warmers chopping <laughs> yeah. at it like a sword. And yeah. then... <laughs> <laughs> and then Trent Grisham and then Barry the Bonds. Barry Bonds. <laughs> yes, I did post that. It was some yeah. other, somebody else posted it, and I totally ripped it off. It was awesome, but it, so it was spot on. It. it was exactly right, exactly right. Well, so, so what's good. interesting is that Juan Soto flipped the script on us and did not show up for the first two games, and I was just as surprised by that. But even with Juan Soto yeah. out, which he's not been great in a Padres uniform leading up to today, anyway. So mm-hmm. it wasn't – we were just hoping he'd find that extra gear. And I think, I think he maybe did a little bit in game three, but not in the first two. And even with that, they still demolished the Mets. Yeah. Well, and Max Scherzer not – I don't want to say not showing up, but but showing up the way he did, I don't know if I was as surprised as maybe I expected myself to be for that to happen because of how things ended last year in the playoffs, yeah. right? At the very end, he, there he's saying, "My arm's dead. I can't lift it." You know yeah. that he he's getting older, yeah. And things like this are going to happen. And I wonder if maybe next year he moves to the third starter in the rotation, or even goes into a close. I guess he's not going to be a closer because they got no. they still got Sugar Diaz. You know, it'll so, be a relief. Yeah, yeah. If, if they move him to the bullpen, or they move him down in the rotation just to help manages innings a little bit next year because i think that he ran out of gas is what happened here i don't think it's necessarily he ran into a buzzsaw of an offense in the padres i think it's no. more he's run out of gas at the end of the season yeah he got shelled it was bad yeah i was yep. i was i wanted like you said i wanted to be more surprised i i we talked about it in our playoff prep video playoff primer uh-huh. that that uh you know we were concerned about max 
and it came true. It's a little upsetting that it did because everybody loves Mad Max and we all want to see him do well. Guy that right. plays with that much intensity is always fun to watch. So, yeah. Anyway, yep. Good. Yeah. Congratulations to the Padres, though. I mean, yeah. man, talk about not knowing where, <laughs> not being expected. So, like, we're that's both of us screwed up that part of our predictions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly right. Oh, okay. Man. So next series. Next series. This is my baby. The Mariners at the Blue Jays. Oh my goodness, Brig. <laughs> Let's just take this one inning at a time. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Baseball family, we'll be here for four hours. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Luis Castillo started things off with a fastball. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but really, though, the Mariners did start off right away. I mean, Julio Rodriguez got hit by a pitch to lead off the game. Right. And then Gino Suarez comes in and he hits a double. And then, um, and then, Big dumper, Cal Raleigh goes hits a yeah. dumper thumper, and just like that, Mariners are up three nothing, and it ended up being enough. They scored one run, one run later, but they shut them out that first game. And I, I was expecting a win with Castillo. I was not expecting a shutout. Right? No, I wasn't either. That's a tough team to shut out, bro. Yeah, they really are. As we saw in game two, <laughs> right <laughs> to the tune of eight to one after five innings. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to I'm not going to rail on anybody for this, but I know people who were turning the game off. And and in fact, I'm it's fine, Jewel. It's fine that you turned the game off. <laughs> it's just fine. <laughs> but I, I, I have oh, to say no. that just because I have, just because I tell you this funny part. So. Okay. <laughs> So in the, I believe it is the sixth inning, um, Carlos Santana hit a three-run home run. So he had the bases loaded, runner yeah. scores on a wild pitch, then he hit a three-run home run on like the next pitch, right? So yep. in one at-bat, he does drive in four runs without yep. hitting a grand slam, right? So so I texted Jewel. I was like, hey, Santana just took a butcher cleaver to the lead. It is eight to five. And he's like, oh, shoot, I don't have it on. I was like, well, you turned it off, then the rally started, so – you're not allowed to turn the game back on. Them's <laughs> yeah, the rules because yeah, exactly. we have to hold our positions where we yeah. are. And Brig, yeah. I have to tell you this too, because that at bat, I was like this. He hit that home run. I watched yeah. the next three innings like this <laughs> because I had to hold the position. Uh, for and those of you worked. listening, Brad is in a relatively exaggerated position with his hands on his face and, uh, it's pretty hilarious, actually. Brad, we're going to put that on Instagram so people can see it. That's just fine. That's exactly how that went down. This was my rally position. was my hands pulling down on both sides of my face. Eventually, my fingers were crossed. I think that's how it went down with the Frasier at bat. His fingers were crossed, pushing on both sides of my face. I don't think that will be the position for game one of the ALDS, but we'll we'll find the lucky, we'll find the lucky spot. And we'll yeah. get so. You have to, man. Sometimes if I'm wearing a hat or I'm not wearing a hat, like I'll change hats throughout the game just to see if I can help the mojo go. Uh -huh. The hat changes or I'll take the jersey off and I'll put it back on or I'll put it on inside out. I'm so weird about it, dude. <laughs> it's like a real a thing, man. I've I've switched spots on the couch. I've grabbed a cushion, <laughs> yeah. held it on the other side, put yes. it behind me, sat on it, just trying to yeah. find that spot. And when you find it, you don't move. No. The same thing goes move. with your, whether you're watching or not watching the game. You're not allowed to turn it back on. <laughs> That's right until it's safe so i will do that too i'll turn it off and turn on the radio or whatever if i gotta yeah. do yeah we've talked about that <laughs> but the big turning point though in this in that second game was the bullpens right yeah like robbie ray was 
just had a rough day. He got roughed up, he gave did. up four. Paul Seawall did come in and give up four, but it was when Gosman came out was when the wheels fell off because he only yep. gave up one run. He was responsible for those. He's responsible for three of those four runs. Three, yeah. right? But at the same time, when he was in, he only gave up one. So that's fair. But I, I just kept telling everybody. I just, I just kept saying, get to the bullpen, get to the bullpen. You've, It'll yeah. be fine. Yep. You've made that very clear all year long, Brad. You deserve all the props, my man. All oh, of thank them. you. Thank you. Yeah. I might need to go back and chop those up and just play like a montage of the bull, the, <laughs> the Blue Jays bullpen. The Blue Jays bullpen. <laughs> yes, that's so good. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Tampa Bay uh, playing in Cleveland. The Rays were at uh, Cleveland, and that was astonishing. I mean, start yeah. to finish. So, I just, for so many reasons. I just sat there and thought, we're hitless for how long? It's like 12 hour game. Oh my gosh. Seriously. How do you, and I know the Mariners and Yankees went what? 13 innings without scoring a run. Yeah. This is the bottom of 13. Yeah. I just don't know how you go 15, especially uh, in the playoffs. I've seen 18, now. but not in the playoffs. I, brutal, I watched man. an 18 inning game once and I was just like shocked. It was, I think it was 2017. I watched it and it was crazy. <laughs> It was just unreal. The final score of the series, Brig, was three was three to one. Right. Of the series. Of the series, yes. Not the game. The, game. the series. Right. <laughs> the final score was three runs to one because Cleveland won the first game two to one and then one to zero on the second one. And they played twenty-four innings. Holy moly. Unreal. They almost played they almost played a full three game series. They almost played full three. Yeah, exactly. And Oscar um, Gonzalez, who hit the walk-off home run in game two, was the only guy to collect three hits in the series. It's crazy. Anemia. Straight-up anemia on both sides. For real. And I'll, and I'll give credit right. to pitching, right? Because we know both teams have great pitching, but at the same time, you've got to be able to hit the ball at some yeah. point in 24 innings. So I just looked it up. Are you ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. The longest playoff games in MLB history. There are three tied for first place. They are 18 inning games, all of them. <laughs> 2005 NLDS Game 4 Astros at Braves, 18 innings. The Astros won with seven. The Braves had six. 2014 NLDS Game 2 Giants Nationals, 18 innings. 2014 uh, Giants won 2-1 to one over the Nats. And 2018 World Series Game 3 Dodgers over Red Sox, 18 innings. Dodgers pulled it out with uh, a three to two victory. There you go. Those are the longest games in history. This one ties for fifth all time. It's got to be the longest scoreless game, though. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah, because it ends zero to one. So all the rest of these have have scores. (laughs) Yeah. Just absolutely crazy, but Cleveland's bullpen did throw ten point or sorry, 10, ten and a third scoreless innings between both games. That's like I'm that's like irritated by the lack of offense, but at the same time though, that's really good. That's pretty good, bring. That's yeah, pretty that's good. pretty good. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> so, I think. I don't know. We'll get we'll get there, but I think Cleveland's going to have some issues. So, 
any. I was telling you the best thing possible for the Yankees is for this these long distance games like this 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 marathon 15 inning bullpen shredder games. That was I was so excited. I almost I was sitting there pulling for Tampa Bay to win so that it would force a game 3 and leave them with fewer mm-hmm. days off to rehab. Yeah, that that's what I was wanting. That'd be nice. But, you know, yeah. What are you going Well, do? that was one thing that that was one thing with the Mariners and Blue Jays that I was like they went they went Castillo in that first game uh, I want to say it was Castillo and then um and then they just went and, went to Munoz. I yeah, you only, only needed him. Only one he guy went, out of the bullpen. Yeah, cuz he went 7. Did he go through he 7? Seven? He went 7 and a third. Okay. Believe, Which was yeah. amazing. And that was a hallmark of all the starters this this whole wild card series is most of them went at least into the seventh. Oh, they let them empty the tank. They I did. feel like I feel like part of this is with this three game series is that you've I mean, obviously it's winner go home, right? Like if you're down one, like you gotta you gotta win. And even if yeah. even in game one, like you've got to get that first game. So you're gonna do what it takes to get that win and you gotta empty the tank if that's what it takes. Leave a guy in. If he's grooving, leave him in. And I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I'm going to because I can. Um, I think Scherzer recorded the fewest innings from any of the starting pitchers in any of the wild card games. If I'm thinking just off the top of my head, because hmm. I he didn't go very, he didn't go deep at all. Yeah, no, he didn't. He uh, they took him he, out in the fourth. Yeah, yeah, and Robbie Ray went. I want to say he went three and a. Th- Three and two thirds. Oh, is that all? Okay, yeah, so maybe yeah. he, he came out in the fourth, maybe the beginning of the fifth, but I, th- I think it was the fourth. So then both of them would would have probably probably been the worst starting mm-hmm. performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did go four and two thirds, and then Brash came in and, and closed out the inning. That's okay. how that went. So, well, but hey, let's take a quick break. When we get back, yeah. we're going to get into the NLDS. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We uh, Before we get into what is about to happen in the National League and American League Division Series, we need to go back through our meaningless predictions a little bit because there were some stakes on the line, Brad. I don't know if you remember. And by stakes, you mean pies, of course. Pies, yes. <laughs> Let's be very clear. We bet <laughs> pies, whipped cream pies. Okay, yeah. so um, I selected that the Phillies would lose to St. Louis, and that did not happen. So Philadelphia advanced, making my bracket now null and void. I also selected that the Mets would advance beyond San Diego. That didn't happen. I thought Toronto would beat Seattle. That did not happen. And uh, I thought Cleveland would beat Tampa Bay. And that's the only one I got right. <laughs> now, if I'm not mistaken, you thought Tampa Bay would advance beyond. I did. Uh, yes. Past Cleveland. Yes. Right? And we did. We did put a pie on that one. We did. So you get a pie in the face there. But then yep. you selected Seattle would advance beyond Toronto. And we put a pie on that one, too, didn't we? Yes, we did. We did indeed put a pie on that. So we each owe one pie. Let's just keep a tally. We'll do them all at the end. Yes. After okay. the World Series. All right. 
So I owe one pie currently. I am mm. off the hook for one though in the in the NLDS though because I said that if the Mets advanced, they would beat the Dodgers. But San Diego, I there's no pie. There's right. Well, should we renegotiate the stakes into the division series? Yeah, we'll do. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll cool. do that when we get there. That's what I, I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the NLDS, the National League Division Series. There's two coming up. Uh, first will be Atlanta is going to face off against Philadelphia. And um, that's really, first of all, like we've made very clear, it's unexpected, but it's also very exciting. Atlanta, they're the defending champions from last season. And we're really excited to see how they stack up because everybody is saying that they're better this year than they were last year. Um, what I think is really interesting is that the names that they're using to support that argument are not known quantities in the playoffs. So I'm pretty interested to see how that, how that turns out. Not all of them, but some of them, you know, we don't know how they perform in October. Right. I don't, yeah. Like Matt Olson, for instance, exactly. No clue, but I will say this, that they've got Austin Riley, they've got Acuna and um, poor Ozzy Albies, you know, is not going to be there, but yeah. Um, but you, you've got your, you still got your pitching staff, which is, which was their bread and butter last year. It was right. And it still is. And honestly, Spencer Strider to me is one of the most exciting pieces of this pitching rotation. And he is headed back. They are excited. He said, they said he played catch. Was it yesterday and today on even surfaces just to kind of see where he was at. And he reported no strain, no discomfort at all. That's good. It's really good. Really good. Good. Jason, our buddy Jason, uh, pointed this out to us. The Phils went 8-11 and against the Braves in the season series. Going into the final series, it was split 6-6. Wow. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Two completely different places (laughs) in that last series. Right. (laughs) So, So, I think it's... I don't know, and and this is I think this is significant. This is a small thing. They locked up Spencer Strider, your likely NL Rookie of the Year, six years, seventy five million dollars. I feel like that's a big deal, just because that's one of those things. One more, one less thing for him to ever have to worry about. Even if he wasn't thinking about it, I'm sure somewhere in the back recesses of his mind, he's just like, I'm guaranteed. Yeah, just got to go out and play now. Well, and not just guaranteed, but they love me. They're invested in me. They have faith in me. I've proven yes. myself. Like it's just it's so much deeper than I have money now. You know? Right. Yeah. It yeah, you're right. It it's a big it's a big demonstration of faith. And I think the same thing goes with Philly's manager uh Rob Thompson. Totally they just extended him two years, and I think he's your front runner for NL manager of the year. <laughs> yes. Even though he didn't manage the whole year. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think he's your guy. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. I think I think you're right, and because what he has done is just astonishing. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm very what excited t- about it. What he took them from to what he brought them to, I think, was just absolutely unreal. And I think he's more deserving than just about anybody at this point. I agree. Um, so, Brig, when it comes down to it, who do you think has the edge in this series, and why? The Braves, and for all the reasons we've mentioned, I think that. They have the talent. I think they have the experience. I think they have the drive and the, I think they've expected themselves to be here for a long time. Whereas the Phillies haven't expected themselves to be here. Um, 
for more than maybe five or six days, honestly. <laughs> and so I think I think some of that goes a long way. I don't think that tells the whole story, and I don't think it'll carry the whole day. But I do think that that mentality uh, will will build some momentum toward their success here. But I don't think it'll be easy, um, but I don't think the Phillies are going to come out on top. No, I think it'll be a fight out of the five games. I think it'll probably go four, but I think all four yeah. will be close. Um, yeah. When it comes down to it, though, like if you were to stack up the uh, the Phillies and the Braves side by side, and just get and just go, okay, number one starting pitcher, who's the edge go to? Yeah, Braves catcher, who's the edge go to? Phillies, yeah. you know, and just go all the way down the roster. I think you'd have more tick marks on the Braves side when it comes down to it, and not just by a little bit either. No, I and don't get me but, wrong. There are some great players, great players on that Phillies roster. For but sure. The Braves have shown that the guys who came out last year and we were like, oh, who's that guy are now household names because sure. they were not just a playoff phenomenon. They are legitimate players who contribute every single day of the season. And I think that's going to be a big deal. So did you know that the run differential between the two when they play each other? is 88 to 85 in favor of Atlanta. Wow. That's crazy given Isn't the, that crazy? Yeah, given that the Phillies lost that season series 8 to 8 uh 8 and 11. That's yeah. crazy. I think they're I think the Braves took 11 out of the 19 yeah, that they faced yeah. each other. Um but yeah, the, the run differentials they would have to run differentials. Yeah, it's 88 to 85. I thought that was awesome. But I think that they have better, they're better by position, like you were saying, one by one going down the line. And then I think their pitching is better. Yeah, they got it. That bullpen. I mean, I <laughs> the bullpen is going to be the undoing for the Phillies when it comes down to it. We saw and maybe everybody Toronto. else. Yeah. They might but, just pick people apart with the bullpen. Yeah, maybe. But. Okay, let's move on to see uh, San Diego and LA. LA. Because we're moving to Chavez okay. Ravine, ladies and gentlemen. For now, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> I I really like the Dodgers and Padres facing off in the playoffs. I think it has just like the extra edge, you know, kind of like it when the Yankees and Mets meet in the meet in the World Series, but it's better yeah. because it's not like a localized World Series. Instead, you're just getting a playoff series. Yeah. So I think it's great. Um I think the big deal here, like this whole playoff run is just this thing lingering over the Dodgers that Dave Roberts guaranteed a world series win back in spring training. Do you and think he did say thinking about it? <laughs> well, I will say this. He did put the caveat there that if we stay healthy, yeah, they don't have Walker Bueller. So I think that's a big deal. I think it's a, I think it's a deal. I don't know that it's a deal breaker. Okay. How about this? You've got, so game one, you've got Clevenger and you Darvish going. Mike Clevenger, you Darvish. Okay. In game two. Sorry. Clevenger and Urias going game one. Sorry. Right, right. <laughs> and then Darvish like, and Kershaw going game two. Yeah. I would rather have Bueller going against Darvish. Of course. You'd rather have Bueller. That's why I think it's a big deal. Well, yeah, but I I don't think I don't think Urias is bad is a bad pick no he's not game he's one. not he's not i don't think i don't think that like if if you were choosing between two healthy starters obviously you're gonna go with walker bueller but because you've you also can't, you're also without gonsolin 
Yeah. Now, I think that's the bigger deal because it has been less time since we lost Gonsolin than it has been since Walker Bueller. Bueller yeah, Bueller was early. Was early. So, Bueller, Bueller, yeah, Bueller's not even in the conversation half the time. You're not even thinking, ah, oh, crap. But with Gonsolin, you're like, man, I wish we, you know. The fact that he was an all-star this year. Yeah. yeah so, I don't know. I, I think I, I think it'll be interesting. And I think this is what I want to say, finally is that I was so surprised by San Diego in Queens. I was so surprised that I can't yeah. wait to see what they do against L.A. I know. And I had the same thought that I was like, but wait, like right after the trade, the Dodgers just like shoved them into a trash can, right? They did. Like, they, they really they did. They straight up, they bullied them. And I don't, yeah. I don't think it's going to go that same way just because – the Dodgers, the Padres, who had time to figure figure themselves out, right? Figure things out with the new trade, get everybody into their little spot. And Josh Bell has remembered remembered how to hit home runs, apparently. What? So there's that. What the heck's up with Josh Bell? <laughs> and he produces it as well. It's not just bombs. Yeah, he's he's hitting production contact baseball, and it's crazy. It's October, Josh Bell. Some guys, it's weird. Some guys show up in October, like they're good for like the whole season, or like they'll have like a really bad second half, and then it's like October comes. And there they are, right? That's how Stanton is. That's Stanton's name of the game. Yeah. That's his MO. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you get me there. You get me there. I'll get you the rest of the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Kershaw, who's the opposite. Oh, that poor guy. I know. And Verlander has a little bit I don't feel bad for too. most guys. I don't feel bad for most guys who have that. But Kershaw, I really do. I feel so bad for him. That's how I feel, so too. so bad. Yeah. I, I don't totally feel at all bad agree. for Verlander, though. Nope. Nope. Nope, not nope, even nope. a little bit. <laughs> so, so are you going to give the edge? So, are you going to give the edge to the Dodgers in this one? Just because of the same reason they they stack up better. Yeah, they stack up better, and I think it's going to come down to offensive production. I think pitching is going to be a big deal, but I think honestly, this comes down to offensive production. They're going to out offensive series. They're going to outproduce San Diego. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, and I it won't be, be because the pitching series. is worse. It'll be because the offense is better. If that right. makes sense. It does make sense that yeah. you, your pitching can only be so good when you have great hitters. Yeah. That it doesn't matter what you do, that they're just going to yeah. put it in. What do you think? Are you in the same boat? I am. I have a hard time betting against a team that won 111 games. I know totally. the Mets won 101, but that was they the did. This is the time to say that. <laughs> I guess last week I'd have given you so much crap about that, but this week I have to just agree with you. <laughs> you have to go with it. It's like unreal. Okay, okay, hold on. So you're giving the advantage to Atlanta over Philly and L.A. over San Diego. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah, we both are. Okay. All right. I don't know if there's going to be any pies to bet. No, no, not on this one. Well, I'm saying it all in the in the. Oh, you're probably series. right. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, we'll see. Um. This is really fun. There should be pies, though. Okay, maybe I'll just be mean and pick somebody else. <laughs> we can't, I don't know. We'll figure it out. When we figure it out, we will. Uh, we'll put it out on. Uh, we'll put it on the TikTok machine or something. Like yeah, that. exactly. We'll see. We'll get there. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, let's talk more about. Let's talk about the ALDS this time. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between. You can find the Non-Other Sports Podcast on anchor.fm. 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. So we're going to get in and talk about the American League here. And uh, I'm I'm so excited for both of these series, and not just because the Mariners are in one. I would, I'd be excited for these anyway, probably because I'm an American League fan. But that's just the way it goes, right? Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. let's start Let's start in New York. Start with Cle- okay. the Cleveland baseball team against the Yankees. <laughs> so we have our starting pitchers in game one. We've got Cal, Con- Cal Quantrill against Garrett Cole. Right. This is fascinating because Garrett Cole, you don't know what you're going to get from him. I feel like no, you don't. So grateful as a Yankees fan, I'm grateful that it's a five game series. Right. Because he could totally botch this start and it still be salvageable. Like it's it's going to be fine. What we cannot let happen is have a botched outing by any of our starting pitchers coupled with offensive anemia. Like you can't, you can't do that because that'll be a momentum killer. I feel like the team is just emotional enough that that could carry into the next day. And you you just have to be really careful with like the emotional balance. But I think it's interesting that the American league skips a day. So game one is on Tuesday. Game two is on Thursday. So it's whether it was built this way or not, I don't know. But let's say Garrett Cole goes out and throws it, just puts up a, you know, just gets shelled, right? It's just awful. And let's say the Yankees offense just does not perform that day. They get a whole day to realize what went wrong, study it out, recenter themselves, and come back on Thursday for Nestor Cortez to take the bump. I think that that could be to their advantage, depending on how this goes. It could be, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I thought it was weird that the, real quick, I thought it was weird that the ALCS was starting a day after the NLCS, but I think that's why that day that day is built in is strictly because of TV contracts and deals and stuff like that. It's got to be. But, uh, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right, though, that if Garrett Cole comes out and lays an egg, then you've got that day to recover. I think that'll be a big deal. I think it'll be a big deal for both teams because game two is Bieber against Nestor. Yeah. Yeah, and that's ace on ace, baby. That is going to be a really interesting experience for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> it's interesting you say ace on ace because obviously Garrett Cole is the ace by dollar amount, right? Yeah. But when it comes not. down to it, Nestor, you want the Nestor Cortez against Shane Bieber. Yeah, matchup. That's totally. The one you want. Yeah, yeah, and then day three is going to be. Uh, I don't think Cleveland has selected their day three starter, but um, I'll take a look real quick. Luis Severino is going to take the hail for the Yankees in Game Three, and that's a really good thing. That's a really good thing. Um, I think what it comes down to is that. It's built this way. They haven't selected their guy. I don't see anybody, no. I didn't think so. So they, I mean, that's the benefit here because, like, I mean, yeah, like I said, if Cole lays an egg, it's okay because then we can go and win with Nestor. We could win with Seve. Even if Seve doesn't go, Se- Seve's third start back, they had to pull him through the sixth inning and he was pitching a no no. And they were like, dude, we got to oh, save you count. for the play vote, playoffs because <laughs> yeah. of pitch count. 
But he tossed yeah. a no-no. He got to like 56 pitches through six innings or something like that. It was fabulous. Hmm. So yeah, and I don't think they I don't think they'll do that this time around either. I think they yeah. would just let him go. They're gonna right? let him go. They're yeah, because yeah. like because like Luis Castillo with the Mariners, they he's he's been coming out hard at 100 pitches like that's the way the mariners have been like 102 tops with guys right like if you're at 99 and then it's like next batter's like "Mm, we'll pull you up and so he went he went like 105 106 something like that and they were talking on the broadcast that he went 123 at one point 123 125 at one point with the reds this season and tossed a complete game so it's like it's not out of the realm of possibility for him to keep going but they were just like you know what We'll save you, let you get the rest because we don't need you right now. Yep. So brilliant decision making. Brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, I think Severino, I think if he could if he's if he's dealing, he could go seven, eight. Yeah. Then they'll go to the pen. Seven for sure. Well, and we need our starters to go that deep because the pen is in shambles right now. Mm. Like the hard part about winning games, and maybe not necessarily against Cleveland, but if they go if they do beat Cleveland in advance, whoever they end up facing in the ALCS is going to want to get to the bullpen as quickly as possible. Obviously, that builds in time for the Yankees to have their bullpen guys come back a little bit. There's a couple of guys that are on the fence with their rehab assignments and their healing process from the IL. But ultimately, what it comes down to is the bullpen is the weak point. It used to be the strongest part of the game. Now it's the weakest because yeah. of injuries. Hmm. Yeah, and that that would definitely be a problem going into the next into the next round. I don't think it will be so much in this round, just because like we talked about, the the Guardians don't have a whole lot of offense, right? No. They have they They're have so- some guys who get on base for you. They got you got Jose Ramirez, who's a, a nightmare yeah. for every pitcher. Yeah, but other than that, they got a couple other guys, but it's not like Quan Quan. He has been problem. kind of a he's a revelation this year. Yeah. And yeah. being a rookie and everything, I mean, he's he's phenomenal. And I think if you stack up our left field against Cleveland's left field, I got to give it to Quan. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter who we put in left field. It's just well, there not are as several good positions. as Quan. There are there several are. positions I would give to give to third base, third base. Third base is one is a perfect example with Jose. Yeah. yeah. Um especially with uh DJ LeMahieu's toes. Like we still don't feel great about his toes. Yeah, I'd so, give the catcher position to the to the Guardians too with Austin Hedges. Would you over Jose I Trevino? Would. I don't know about over Trevino. That's a good point. Over Higgy for sure. Over Higgy, yeah, but Higgy's yeah. not the Higgy's not our everyday starter right now. It's yeah. it's Jose Trevino, and yeah. Trevino is better be than Hedges. Might be a push, um, but I don't know. But then first base would be Rizzo. Oh, easy. Yeah, Center field, right field, Bader, Judge, easy. The, the the Yankees got that one anyway. DH, yeah, yeah. DH with with uh, Stanton, yeah. So it's yeah, it's not as clean as Yankees fans want it to be. But historically, every time Cleveland comes to New York, they get whipped up on pretty good. So yeah, we'll, well, well see. That's one happens. of, the, and that's really like I would give it to the Yankees in this one for sure. And it's the the highs in New York are higher than the highs in Cleveland. Oh yeah, right. a more balanced team. I think that I think it goes, it definitely goes in New York's way, much better. My only problem is that the temperatures are going to slow the ball down through flying through the air in New York a little bit more than they will in Ohio, just a little bit more. Um, so we'll see. I don't know, but 
you, I mean, you got to be able to hit the long ball in the postseason. I think and the it, Yankees can st- can still do. It. I don't think that it'll affect it as much because how far Stanton and Judge hit them, I don't think the cold necessarily has an effect on it. It's true, <laughs> you know, especially if they're it, not pushing so hard for launch angle. Yeah, and I think I think Rizzo too. Rizzo's got a good swing. That I think it's it's pure enough that he's still going to. It's hit a dangerous. beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, Ryan asks uh, whether we've got Cleveland over New York. And we haven't really said yet, so let's call it, Brad. I got New York. Yeah, me too. Just for all, you go, all, Ryan. all those reasons. Yeah. Yeah. They stack up. I've better, got New York. Top to bottom. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's head down to Houston. <laughs> Your favorite. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> it was one of those things where it was like <laughs> the Mariners won, and I was like, oh, God, I got to Houston. No, going to enjoy this for several days. Yeah. Before I worry anything about Houston. In fact, my mom <laughs> texted me, and this is, this is what I told her. Okay. This is what I said is that Houston does a lot of things really well to make up for the things that they don't do well. And the one thing that they really don't do well is they don't get on base. They rely a whole lot on the home run ball. The problem with that with the Mariners, they give up a lot of home runs. They don't give up a lot of base runners, and they give up a lot of home runs. The runs they give up are typically off of dingers, and that's really what worries me is that it's like they're still going to get their runs. They're still going to score their runs because they're going to hit them out of the park, especially the left field where they call the Crawford boxes. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 a problem. It yeah has me so worried, Brig. Just, I don't blame you because it's a worrisome situation for you. That's why they call me Whiskers. Whiskers. Nobody calls you Whiskers, Brad. <laughs> it's from SNL sketch, Brad. Okay, but some, nobody ever calls you that. Nobody's so ever don't. called me Whiskers. Would you quit lying to our baseball family? Because <laughs> nobody ever calls you that. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's talk about this. Starting pitchers, uh, Logan Gilbert's going to face Justin Verlander for game one. That's going to be that so much fun. Is going to be a killer game. Because Verlander's be dealing. Game. What is he? One point seven four ERA through the po- through the regular season this year. Yeah, like something like he's that. He's clearly but... the front runner for the American League Cy Young. Yeah, he's gonna and win it. He's gonna win it, and it's well deserved. What is this? His third? This will be his third or something like that. Three hundredth. I don't know something like yeah, that. He's who one cares? <laughs> he's obsessed with the number three though, so this could be really cool for him to there get his go. third. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. This is the thing with Verlander though. Is October Verlander is different. It's very yep. different and not in the way that the Astros want him to be. Not a good way, yeah. He gets like worse as the playoffs go. And I'm wondering, again, rest versus rust. Because that's what we're going to get into with an old dude like Justin Verlander who's knocking on the door, heading over the hill into 40. Yep. And just had a week off of baseball activity. I don't know what he did or didn't do during that time. Like I said, you have the ability to do things because you have the facilities available. But I don't know what he did or didn't do. I don't know what he's going to be like coming into this series. And this is the other thing, too, is historically, if the Mariners are patient with Justin Verlander, they get to him. If he forces them to swing early in the count, they're toast. If they can work the count and get and get his pitch count up early, they do really well against him. And it's not even necessarily running him. It's working into deep, being able to work into deep counts. That's where they get him. Interesting. So if, they, if they're able to do that, then they'll be fine. So, so it's mental for Verlander. You think if they just have to disrupt his mental game, if I think they get so. Behind, I think so. If, yeah. If it, 
if they're uh, if they're able to yeah just work into those deep counts because I don't I don't know what it is like I said I don't know if it's necessarily disrupting his uh, his rhythm or anything or if it's just like he doesn't like to throw pitch deep counts I don't know yeah but yeah it's really interesting yeah because it, it's night and day we don't know who game two starters will be yet do we I'm assuming it's going to be Framber Valdez for the Astros and I saw one source today said. Uh, Castillo for the Mariners, but I don't know for sure because I haven't seen anywhere official besides Twitter. And you know how news is on Twitter, Brig. I do. Yeah, familiar. Ryan, thanks for be, watching. Appreciate you, man. That would be a heck of a heck of a matchup, though. I agree. I totally, totally agree. And I would <laughs> love to see it uh, because I just want to watch Castillo pitch. I don't care who he's pitching for. I don't care for how long. I don't care what the game situation is. I just really love watching him pitch. So that's exciting. I know you love that he's pitching for Seattle. I do. I got that. Yeah. Well, but. I was just going to, I was going to say, so I saw he pitched the game I went to, right? Yeah. And I, I looked at my dad in like the second inning. I was like, I have never seen 100 miles an hour look so effortless. The dude just so smooth. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Super cool. Okay. So uh, let's get into who do you think has the edge here, Brad? That's the real question. I want to give it to Seattle just because I'm a homer. Yeah. But experience, mm-hmm. top to bottom roster, because Houston still has a powerhouse roster, right? For sure. And when it comes down to pitching, too, with the way that the Astros pitch is just out of control, disgusting. I got to give it to Houston. Okay. I got to give it to Houston as well for all the same reasons, but I really want Seattle to win. Oh, I, I definitely want Seattle to win. Yeah. I just need you to know that, like, beyond mere solidarity, beyond just wanting this for you, I really do want Seattle to win. I think that would be more fun all the way around in the playoffs. In the in the ALCS would be more fun for us, that's for sure. Oh, my gosh. That would be insane. <laughs> It'd be more, more fun for our listeners, too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we would be so just really intolerable to one another. Right? <laughs> Shut up, Brad. <laughs> Well, and can you imagine a Nestor Cortez Luis Castillo game? Like, <laughs> Two just put that in your polar brain. opposite guys <laughs> yes. pitching. <laughs> that would be out of control. Absolutely it would be amazing, control. but but it's not going to happen. We're going to see Houston. We're yeah, going to see Houston likely. advance most likely, uh, and that yeah. will put that'll put New York against Houston. So, yep. but baseball family, we are going to catch back up with you on Thursday. Through the playoffs, just as a reminder, we're going live Thursday nights and Monday nights. Uh, we will continue to publish our show Monday or Tuesday morning with the lives and Friday morning. Uh, those These live broadcasts will be available anywhere you want to get your podcast. It doesn't matter. We're available everywhere. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review wherever it is you're watching. Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, any of the different opportunities on the, the million I mean, there's a million podcast platforms out there. Like, so, you know, whatever, whatever you can do to support us would be great with a like and a follow, go ahead and invite your friends and family that you think would enjoy what we're doing. Help share it with them uh, because we want more people in our baseball family until we achieve world domination with baseball family. I don't know. That just, I, that's literally off the cuff. I have no idea. (laughs) It's the new plan. It's official. The the new plan. (laughs) What are we going to do tonight, Brad? (laughs) 
<laughs> trying to take over the world, Brig. <laughs> yes. But don't oh, forget, while we've got it right here in the middle of the screen and on my t-shirt, head over to ChinookCedary.com. Get the best seeds ever. Use code BTPOD at checkout to save 10% off your order and support the show while supporting your mouth. The baseball family, thank you again for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. <laughs>